<laughs> All right, Eli, start it again. Welcome to the Inside the MLM podcast. First on our list of things to talk about tonight is our player spotlight. We have a scouting report on Jude Ellsworth and Benji McCorkle. First on the list, Jude Ellsworth. He's an all-around righty, a first base and third base hybrid. In the one game we scouted, he's had 27 total bases, scored 12 runs, went 6 for 7 with a batting average of 857, had one put out on defense. Anything to say about that? Yeah, I think Jude Ellsworth is an all-around good player. But he has some issues on the court. Yeah, he makes poor base running decisions, not always the great greatest off the f- or off thinking on his running decisions. He's not very mobile on defense, kind of likes to just stand in one place, which as a first baseman might not be too bad, but third base, it's you got to be a little bit of mobility there. Yeah. Well, let's go over the Benji McCorkle here. He's a lefty. He plays second and sometimes outfield. When the game we scouted him, he had 27 total bases, two runs scored. He had two hits and two at-bats, so he batted 1,000, and he had one assist on defense. He kind of runs late, though, on the base pass, and he just runs really weird. So, I don't know. What do you have to say about that? Uh, just not really as strong of an offensive player as uh, Jude is, but he didn't have as many opportunities, so that probably attributes to it. He was more efficient on the bases, though, had just as many uh, base runners or ba- total bases with five less at-bats and four less hits. So yeah. yeah. So we know we have a so one of our notes says no defense. We have a specialist in that and Corey here. Corey, do you want to say anything about what All right, well he left. He must not have liked that. <laughs> so uh Jackson I, I happen to be a you, decent. Yeah. You went to St. Mary's for a while with Benji. Anything about him we might No. I did. We played we played in the um... The minor league of Matt Ball. We actually had a version of it set up at St. Mary. It was a lot smaller. But what I can remember, um, Benji's definitely improved in his base running skills. Not much on defense. Benji's defense has always been a little weird. He likes to hog the ball and chase people rather than get it into the pitcher like a weirdo. Yeah, chase him around. Yeah, Benji a much more do-it-himself player on defense than a Mm -hmm. team player. Yeah, not much of a team player there. I think it's just right, really well on Corey's offense. Back. Okay. Uh, Corey, what do you think about your defensive skills? Um, they've been kind of off the hook recently. Um, I haven't been playing much defense. I've been playing more offense. I haven't been really trying on defense. My defensive skills have been decent. I um kind of hog the ball a little bit, but that's pretty much it. Yeah. On my defense. All right. Yeah. So let's go over the pitchers now. here in Matt Ball. We have. Adam Hollingsworth is our first pitcher. He's known for his famous rising fastball. He mixes in a changeup here and there, maybe a curveball every once in a while, but the rising fastball is really just his bread and butter pitch. It's very hard to get a hit off of him, very hard to get solid contact. It'll start really low on the ground and rise up to around chest level. It's hard to get a foot on it. Uh, any of you have any experience trying to hit against Adam? I don't have much experience hitting against Adams, but Hal was my main pitcher. Yeah, we'll get to Hal in here in a minute. Corey, you ever hit hit against Howlingsworth? Um, one game this this year I have. He subbed for Mister Howell. It was he 
Pitt's put overall pretty good to me. He bounced the ball once, and I missed the kick, but that was – I don't want to talk about that. But overall, he threw it on the ground I'm and slow. So moving on to John Howe now. He's very, very experienced, nearly – or over 30 years of experience, I believe, in the mat ball industry. A uh, great pitcher, has – a lot of pitches in his repertoire. Really, really loves that changeup, though. He'll really rely on the changeup. Makes in a fastball every once in a while. Maybe a curveball. Maybe a slider once in a while as well. Uh, any other, Anything, Jackson, you've ever experienced against Howe that... Well, Mr. Howe likes to do this pitch where sometimes it doesn't even hit the ground. Sometimes it just flies right past home. Sometimes. That's, that's incredible. Yeah, we witnessed... Quite incredible. We witnessed one of those just the other day, and Eli trying to replicate it was something special. Nearly hit the ceiling trying to throw the ball. Yeah, throw I ran, the pitch. Yeah, I randomly just wanted to pitch, so I asked Hal if I could pitch, and I just took the ball and I tried to like throw it over his head, but I didn't know it was going to that go that high and about hit the ceiling. So, yeah, that was been doing a lot of pitching since then. Uh, yeah. Corey, you ever have any uh, experience against hitting against John Hal? Lots of experience. Um, I am um, almost every single game I hit against Mr. Howe. He always he always pitch it. As soon as he gets the ball, he'll throw it straight up. Sometimes, um, and I miss the ball a lot because he'll just throw it, bounce it straight off the ground, and throws pretty hard. Yeah, I, I was. Look, I always I'll... hit it like straight up to the ceiling. A whole bunch of turns. I don't have much experience against Hal as a pitcher because I don't bat a whole lot. But he he nearly ejected me one game after I tipped the ball a little too aggressively. Gave me a warning for it. I don't know if I'd call that a tip. I'd call it more of a swat. Well, you know, (laughs) tomato, tomato. But yeah, speaking of a aggressive or not aggressive, but arguing, I actually got this award back when I played. I got this award called the Lesson of Arguing Award, and I got it. Because these umpires, they can't get the call right ever, it feels like. It's Anaker and Howell sometimes will just randomly, he'll pitch and then umpire. They couldn't get the calls right, and I tried to argue it, and it didn't end well. So, Yeah, and that's actually going to lead us to our next topic quite nicely. Uh, The umpiring issues. We have very inconsistent strike zones here recently, and just controversial calls in general. Just seeming like they're really just trying to make bad calls just to get reactions out of the players, really, is what it seems like. Uh, any of you ever been victim of an awful call? I actually have very, very often. I was I was running to score the point for the, one of the game winners and then threw the ball right at me, missed me by a mile. Hal said, nope, that hit you, it's an out. I didn't even do anything. And I was talking to Anika on my way out of gym one day, and I was talking about how bad the refs are. And then they say, oh. We don't even try. So I, I think we need some new refs. Yeah, we said that um, my sister was actually on the last semester. She had a knee injury. But um, she would talk to Anniker almost every day and said that Anniker try, or makes bad calls just to get reactions out of people sometimes, which I believe isn't right. That shouldn't be part of the game. You shouldn't have to – you should be able to just play the game. It should be it's you versus problem. the team. There shouldn't be a third party – involved in the game it's kind of ruining the game spirit a little bit i believe but 
I don't know. Yeah, speaking of injuries, have any of you guys witnessed injuries? I've never seen one. I've almost seen one with Jude Ellsworth. We really I we tried to get Jude Ellsworth on the show, but he couldn't. He his said, he had time constraints. He had, pra- he had practice. Yeah. He actually got a player banned before. He he was running around the bases. This is a game that we are scouting. So we are focused on yes, Jude. The one, game we we sc- the one game we scouted ever this occurred. It was quite a miracle. Yeah, and Jude, we love scouting Jude, so we scouted Jude. And he was rounding the bases. And this guy named Carson Cuneo, just, I don't know if he threw the ball at him or just ran into him, but he went flying into a door, and it made the loudest sound possible. And we were like, what was that? Is he okay? And yeah, <laughs> he didn't get hurt, but he got him Carson banned. So. Our vantage point of the window just behind the uh, just behind home cone. We saw Jude rounding the base. We saw Carson with the ball and they got into our blind spot and we just saw the door rattle back and forth and the window shake. I thought the concrete wall was going to come down. It was quite a hefty collision. It was like a <laughs> it was like a locomotive had come steaming through and with a great deal of force. Have any of you guys experienced any injuries? I actually have myself. Um, oh. This was in my rookie year of Mad Ball. Um, me and former player Brandon Randolph, he was playing defense at the time around first base. I was turning the corner, and he was running right at me. We collided, and we both knocked each other out for a few seconds. It's quite scary, actually. I was oh. benched the next game, but... What about you, Corey? I have a traumatic, um, probably one of the worst injuries I've witnessed in Matt Ball history. Um, this was back in my rookie year. Me and we did this partner running for Matt Ball, and I partnered up with this guy named Aaron Matthews. We were round, we were rounding home plate on the way to first or on the way to third, and we he. Hit, he was running from the ball. Mariah Rumminger had the ball, was chasing him. In an evasive move, he dove onto the base for I don't know what reason, and he missed and hit the bleachers. And all I know is I heard a big old scream. I turned around, and he was laying on the floor with a pile of blood underneath him. Oh, my gosh. That was terrible. Yeah, I've actually seen an article about that. He Didn't he, like, miss a ton of days? Like, yes. did he break his arm also doing it? He, break his, he broke his arm and he had to get stitches in his head. Wow. Yeah, the 60-day DL there for him and still got activated off of that and was still uh, out of the game for a little while just riding the bench. I uh, did witness an injury, though not as severe as Corey's, but um, it was Lily Dickerson, She's and <laughs> she is one of the defensive masterminds of the game, just one of a brilliant defensive mind. Just knows where the ball's going before it's ever even kicked and just knows exactly where the ball needs to be at all times on the court. But um, her manager called for corners in defense, so she charged the batter anticipating a bunt. And I forget who the batter was, but he had a cannon for a leg and just blasted the ball, right <laughs> ba- a comebacker right to Lillard and hit her square in the crotch. And she just went <laughs> down in a heap. And had to sit out the rest of the game. It, it was a terrifying blow. And I thank God she was okay. But it was just an awful kick. It was the kick hurt around the school, I have to say. It just, <laughs> just rattled the classroom doors and just 
<laughs> yeah, I heard just, she's it was a, just scary stuff, really. Yeah, I heard she's a very crazy injury prone person. I, I think it's a, hurt a lot. Pretty bad injuries. Like, I have a story. Very dangerous. She's very, a... very good at defense, but a little bit injury prone, mm-hmm. which is the only downside, really, in my mind. But uh, Corey, what were you gonna say? I have a recent like event. It wasn't really much of an injury, but it was out of desperation to not get an out. The ball was pitched out it just inside the strike zone, and I had to kick it. And this the other team's um, player, Peyton Poli, ran right in front of it, and I ended up blasting it right in the face. I was there to witness that. I, 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 I remember was, that. I was there to see that. I had to kick we were all, I, think, I think we're all there to see that. And it was quite funny, but it was a good moment. I think she deserved that. Yeah, yeah Corey, I, I agree. You, I've heard you had the nickname. Of aggressive Corey. Is that true about you? Just aggressive um, guy? Depends. Depends on really the situation. Well, I don't think I mean, it does depend. I think you're pretty aggressive all the time. Whether it's, you know, just trying to make the game winning out in mat ball or just walking up the stairs to go to geometry. It's just always a bit aggressive in all of your movements, which is which is a positive on the game, but maybe tone it down off the court a little bit. <laughs> we have yeah. a very aggressive manner scares me sometimes. I think it scares me a couple times, too. Yeah. So, uh, any more stories anybody wants to tell before we wrap this up? I'm good. I'm, I'm good. Um, I have a story about Mariah Rummingo. Of course ah, let's hear it. We had a, we had a, um, this is back in second year, my second year, and she was always on my team for some reason, and she would always wear her boots for on Fridays, for Fun Day Friday, Mr. How likes to call it. And she those boots have a court. And whenever the ball whenever she makes contact with the ball, it goes straight up and it's five outs. Every single time. No matter what she does, it's always five outs. It amazes me why she doesn't decide not to wear her boots. Yeah, I know a guy that kicks the ball straight up. Um, it's actually Jude Ellsworth's brother, Jesse Ellsworth. He'll just <laughs> kick the ball straight up, and I don't know how it's possible, but he gets he five it. outs a lot, and it's crazy how he does it. Yeah, back in my, or back in the first semester of my eighth grade year, me and James Watson were never partners, but we were always on a team together. And by the end of that semester, James and I were a well-oiled machine on defense. We. No, but I think we allowed two runs one game. Nobody was scoring on us. We would throw the ball across the court. We would play first and third and throw the ball across the court with such grace and elegance, it, right on the mark every time to either me or James and just get every runner who tried to run or score on us out every time. And it was just something of a masterpiece on defense. We, no one else even bothered to move because they knew James and I had it under control. <laughs> And yeah, that doesn't James, happen nowadays. Yeah, James, of course, was brilliant on offense as well. Just put the ball up into the bleachers every time. Just score as many runs as you'd like. Um, I have a story about um, a senior in a school that every once in a while will show up for these games. And he's his name is Avery Jenkins. And every time he'll he plays, he, I always see him running around the bases. They'll, they'll kick the ball to the pitcher, and he'll somehow make it all the way around the base pads twice. It's amazing, it, it's amazing how fast he is. 
Yeah, that's like a 99 overall speed. Right there. He is a very good player. Well, in Matt Ball, the, the only really but... skill you need is just the speed. I'd have to say, you don't need a yes. huge, you don't need a huge leg because just keep it on the ground and it should be good. No, I, th- I, think, there's, I think there's more to Matt Ball than just the speed. There yeah. definitely is, but speed you definitely is need the more imp- most important skill. I'd say, definitely need knowledge because people, some people, there's this guy named Bobby Kroll, and I swear <laughs> he does not know what he's doing because one time he went for some, he went from for some guy on second base. And the whole other team, the whole team, went to first. Which here's how Matt Ball works: you run around the bases, was this first, second, third, just like baseball. But when you get home, you have to round the home and go back to first, and it's a run. And Bobby, I don't know what he's doing. He went first some guy at second, and he scored about I don't know ten runs going for that guy at second. So. Yeah, so oh, really we talked to speed. earlier. We touched on uh, Lily Dickerson, who was just a defensive mastermind. And back with the poor defenses, Colton Daly was one of the poor defensive players oh, I've ever seen. Goodness. I think one game he had upwards of ten errors. The defense was just trying to <laughs> kick it right to Colton because they knew they could get easy bases just from that. Uh, one of the, or, while we're on the topic of defense, one of the very unique uh, elements of Matt Ball is the tip, tip, catch rule, where you cannot <laughs> just catch the ball and it'll be an out. You've got to tip it, or three, or two, at least two players have to tip the ball to each other, and then the uh, optional third player or the first player has to catch the ball with both hands in the or both feet in the air, yelling a specific word, usually bazinga, but occasionally. On occasion, it'll be Mattingly or Anaker or whoever the guest Friday. teacher is. Friday, that's a good one as well. Homecoming, I believe, was one of them at, at one point. Or yeah. the holiday that's coming, that's coming up soon. Yeah. yeah. Or it'll sometimes be something weird like toenail or earwax or yeah, foot Howell fungus. Does Howell does, I think Hal was an anatomy major or something. Today he was Just talking hit. about toe knuckle. Yeah, toe knuckle is a good one, he said. <laughs> Uh, any opinions? Any opinions on the tip, tip, catch rule? Would you change it I if think, you could? Or? I love it. It's a great. I rule. think there. It's I think there goal. needs to be a little bit more, uh, like looking at it because there's sometimes they'll be in the air. They'll say the word, and like, nope, his feet weren't off the ground yet. Yeah, that's no. that. Black, that goes back to the umping we're talking about. It goes back to the yeah. Umping, that's the back to the poor umping we were talking about. Yeah, and that actually happened to me. Um, just the other or just last Friday, yeah. I had both feet in the air, nearly. Fell, fell on my face and they called it out. I was very upset. Sure they, got a warning sure for they yelling at how. Because of the mask he had on, but that was maybe the ups need to open the, the ears a little bit more. Perhaps. Yeah, they definitely need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think the tip tip catch rule just really unifies the defenses, makes them work well together, and it's just a good thing for defense. And so it just it can't be a one man show, you know? So just I... Bobby won't run around. Well, not Bobby. I shouldn't say names, but so Bobby will run around and just take the ball from everyone and truck a poor innocent girl who's just trying to get through gym class. <laughs> yeah, he'll um, do that. I think about there's a big story about oh, in every single game. There's always the the big mob of people standing in the middle of the court. That gets yes, in the middle of the field that gets really annoying. And it, it happens yeah. in every class. Such as, the ball. such as Moses parting the Red Sea. Every time the ball comes through, they just happen to get out of the way every time. No one can accidentally stop the ball yeah. with their like knee or 
face or chest or something. It just always goes right and past them. They, sometimes they'll, they'll grab the ball and then they won't throw it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, that I happens quite a, happens on quite often. Quite the occasion. So is there uh, anything else we wanted to touch base on? Or is that it? I think that's it. I think that's pretty much it. This what? We covered, we covered every, everything. It has to be with Matt. All right. Well, Corey and Jackson, thank you for coming on the show. And that Anytime. was the Inside the MLM podcast. I'm your host, Carter McFall with Eli DeRuza. And hopefully we won't ever do this again. 